It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But with all the current uncertainty, how do we know when and where to put our hard-earned money to work for us? It's easy to become distracted by that shiny object or the quote-unquote next best thing. So how do we determine which strategies will best align with our financial goals? Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies to build our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Danny Nichols. And I'm Chris Thompson. This is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Today's guest is Mike Morosky. Mike is a 30-plus year real estate investment veteran and has controlled over $285 million in real estate transactions. Mike is an entrepreneur, real estate trainer, public speaker, and personal coach with a strong personal resilience and deep desire to help others live an extraordinary life. He is also author of the book titled Exit Plan, your complete guide to multifamily investing and why you need an exit plan before you buy. Mike, it's great to see you, sir. Welcome to the show. Hey, Daniel. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on today. Absolutely. You know, we've been we've been excited about this episode for quite a while, getting to connect with you and learn more about you. And, you know, that's kind of where we want to start with this, Mike. We know typically on the show, we really like to hear investors' stories, right? Everybody has a unique personal story, and we think that we can relate to a lot of this stuff and learn from it as well. And we know you have an interesting story uh, with that being said. So let's just, let's kick this thing off with an adventure. So let's just start at the beginning and walk us down the path of your story, which covers success, loss, and redemption. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you posed, uh, posed it that way because that's kind of what I was going to say. You know, when I reached out to you and Chris, I, I said, you know, hey, I have this story that I think people can benefit from because I've had that success and I lost it all, right? And today it's putting it back together. And so it's, it's been an interesting journey, but I've been in real estate for 30 years. I, I started out as a residential sales agent. And, you know, Daniel, I've always believed success leaves clues. And um, I, so I, I had a general contracting business and I woke up one morning and I was just burnt out. I was still banging nails. I, I couldn't do it anymore. And, uh, you know, looked at my wife at the time and I said, hey, you know, I'm done. And I wound up selling the company. And took a year off to decide what I was going to do. And during that time, we house hacked a couple of two flats. And, and you know what? You have to understand that this was long before it was a sexy thing to do, right? <laughs> uh, this was She was still screaming at me for stepping on nails on the floor. So, um, but we, uh, we house hacked. And during that time, I met a real estate agent who was really successful. And I, I kind of started to get this idea. I wanted to go in real estate. And so I went to him and I said, hey, Todd, I, I would like to go in real estate. He said, I think you'd be great. I think you have great skills, great sales skills. You polish up on those. You're going to do awesome. I said, excellent. I said, Todd, can I come and shadow you? He said, absolutely not. And I was like, <laughs> set back, right? He said, I'm going to do better than that for you. I'm going to make you a cassette tape. Now, Daniel, I say this because this is a long time ago. I don't think you could find anything today to make a cassette tape on, right? Right. So um, so he made me a cassette tape, and I listened to that over and over and over again. And you know what? I equate that to these podcasts of today. So I listened to that cassette tape, and I wore it out. But I went into real estate. My first nine months, I sold 78 houses. Wow. All for sale by owner because I followed some simple fundamentals, some basic techniques. I mastered the repetitious boredom and, and did the same thing over and over and over again and was very successful as a result of it. I went on to build a team selling 125 homes a year. And then 2005 rolled around. And in 2005, I saw the market starting to shift. 
and I knew I'd have to go do something else. I had always wanted to be in the apartment business. So I decided to uh, syndicate my first apartment deal. And I, I raised a little bit of money from a silly little newspaper ad I put. And I put a paper, an ad in the classified section that said real estate investors wanted. My phone rang off the hook. I raised $200,000 on an 11 unit deal wow. in Chicago. And from there, I went on and raised $18 million, bought $60 million worth of real estate, was 4,000 apartments in five different states. And if you're doing the math, yes, it was a 13 cap. Wow. So, which today all that stuff's trading at five, right? So, right. Uh, should have stayed in the business a little bit. <laughs> um, and I built a property management company managing 7,500 units. So, um, you know, as a result of that, uh, that's that's the success piece, right? Sure. So, um, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there, really. You know, yeah. you you, ha- you have your hands in a, a lot of different things, right? And I think the thing is, is like, you know a lot of people struggle with doing one thing really well, but it seems like you've done a number of things really well. Is there anything in there that really contributed to your success and being able to be not just good at one thing, but be just, you know, excel at multiple areas of real estate? Yeah. You know, that's a really great question. So a question I ask all my listeners on my podcast is what's one word that best describes who you are personally and professionally. And that one word for me is tenacity. I'm tenacious. You know, I, I was probably in the real estate space three years and I had a client say, man, Murawski, you are so tenacious. And and I thought, oh, I was very gracious about it. Had no clue what he was saying. And, and <laughs> I said, hey, thanks. That was great. I ran right home, grabbed a dictionary and looked it up. And I said, that is me. Right. Because I'm relentless. My, I had a saying in the in the real estate sales business that they either listed with me or they died. So I just followed up, followed up, followed up. Right. And people aren't willing to do that. You know, most people aren't willing to put in the effort. Hey, you know, I said to my son the other day, we're talking about baseball. We're out to dinner. He just had a great game. He hit two triples or two doubles and a triple and, you know, had a great catch in center field. He goes, well, if I don't get an MLB contract. (laughs) And I said, I said, listen, Mason, I said, you could get an MLB contract. Do you want to do that? He goes, I'd like to. I said, are you willing to put the work in? I said, do you know what the work would be? See, and I think most people don't get that, right? They don't understand how much work it takes to do the underwriting, to understand the market dynamics, to conservatively underwrite in today's market. Because, you know, all that success I had came with a bunch of mistakes, a bunch of learning experiences, right? I bought that first 11 unit deal. I did absolutely no due diligence on it. I took the broker's word, I took the owner's word, and I bought a bag of bricks. And I couldn't get out of it fast enough on the other end. But I didn't do the due diligence. But that lesson caused me to go to my broker and say, hey, we have to develop a buying strategy. Nobody had ever talked to me about a buying strategy. So I built a buying strategy. Then I built an exit strategy. Nobody ever talks about that stuff, right? So I say this because Along the way of all that success, I've had some stumbles. And, you know, a lot of people don't get up after them, but you have to get back up and you have to, you know, it's like if you fall off a horse, right? You got to get back on the horse. So um, I I think it's really important to do that. But some of those mistakes I made along the way where I over leveraged. So I was 15% in most deals, uh, 10% in the other ones. 
I, I had $60 million worth of real estate that was leveraged at 85%. And it should have been 65 or 70%, right? Mm, right. Uh, the banks were giving you money back then, just throwing it at you. Um, I bought too high. So the markets were screaming up and I wasn't mitigating that loss. I wasn't hedging against it. And I, I paid too much for properties. And then I grew so fast. In 2007, I closed 17 uh, apartment deals wow. or 2,700 units. I was really unstable. We didn't stabilize anything along the way. I thought I had a team of people that were working on things and, and they weren't. So because of that, I wasn't paying attention to the red flags. So there were a lot of things that went into play uh, that it caused me to, you know, run into some challenges come 2008. And when the, when 2008 hit, what, what kind of, you know, you said you hit some challenges like that. And, you know, we've gone, we've, you know, started in this point of success and we're going through this, you know, this transition of loss right now. What exactly was that like for you in terms of 2008? Cause we know a lot of people got hit pretty hard during that time. What was that exactly like for you? It was like being on a freight train, hitting a brick wall at 200 miles an hour. Right came completely off the rails. So because of all those mistakes I made along the way, um, all of a sudden my occupancy dropped out. And you know, as well as I do, apartments are run on NOI. Uh, they're valued on NOI. We went from uh, this asset value of 60 million to $47 million in asset value like that because of the NOI chain. We were heavily invested in markets that were uh, driven by the car industry and by the mm. transportation industry two of the worst markets to get hit in 2008. So we hit the worst economic crisis the country's ever seen, right? And it, 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 as a result of that, and, and listen, I had been involved in recessions in the past. Market corrections have been 10%. I've seen the market change and bounce back in 17 or 18 months, but this thing corrected 40%. It lasted seven or eight years and people are still recovering today as a result of it. So I say that because, you know, listen, I wasn't the only one that ran into challenges, but here's what happened. So I had, I had 38 companies. Some were very profitable. Some were not as profitable. So I started moving money between companies because my whole goal was to keep all my investors intact, keep the thing afloat, thinking in my own mind, hey, this is only going to be a few months. We'll weather the storm. My accountants, my attorneys were saying, hey, you can move money back and forth, just leave notes between companies. I did that, but here's what I didn't do. I didn't disclose to investors what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Daniel, if you were in one of my deals and I would have come to you and said, hey, listen, we've got this challenge, but I think if I take some of the profit from here and put it over here, bolster it up, I can keep the ship afloat. And when the markets change, we'll put the money back. We'll start making dividend payments again. Everybody will be good. You probably would have said, okay, I'm in, go ahead. But I didn't do that. So I didn't go to my investors. And as a result of that, I was charged with wire fraud and mail fraud charges, wound up uh, being sentenced to a 10-year federal prison sentence. That's pretty deep, you know. That's uh, that's definitely some loss right there. So let's talk about that. So we've gone through we've gone through the initial part, the success part. We've gone through the loss part. Take us transitions now from that loss to coming back to success. You know, let's let's talk about the redemption phase. You know, go let's go from you know that time you're talking about you know the wire fraud and those things. Take us through to where you are now. I mean, obviously, you know, you're in you know coming back. Take us through. Finish us out here. So, um, <laughs> you know, listen. I was I, I went to prison and I went from 
moderate success, a little bit above, you know, average middle-class lifestyle. I lived in a modest 2000 square foot house, drove a, you know, American-made car. Lifestyle never changed, didn't fly private, didn't buy big boats or fancy cars or big houses. Um, tried to build a company, right? Um, so what, what happened was I, I go to prison after living this modest lifestyle or somewhat decent lifestyle, upper class, you know, lifestyle. Now all of a sudden I'm in prison living in a 12 by 12 room with three men I don't know in a two by five locker with three green outfits and five pairs of underpants. Um, wondering what the hell happened in my life and now what am I going to do? Right. So, um, I thought that was the worst it could get, but I was gone for about 17 days and my wife decided she was going to leave me. Then it got the worst it ever got in my life. As a result of that, I walked around every day just wondering in this funk of what I was going to do. There were a couple guys around me that, that, that kind of really helped me through this time and kind of assured me that things would be okay. And, you know, you don't believe it when you're in that deep, right? Right. right. But I walk into gym one day, I'm, I'm probably in prison for about six weeks. And I walk into gym one day and this guy walks up to me and he goes, hey, don't let these people beat you. All they want to do is take everything from you. They want you to lose. They can take your houses. They can take your apartments. They can take your money. They can take your cars, but they and they can destroy your family. But what they can't take is what you're made of. They can't take your knowledge, your expertise, who you know, what you know, and your desire. Get it back. He goes, come in this gym every day, start working out. And I did. I started going to this kid's class in the afternoon. I lost, you know, it was like 35 pounds overweight. I started losing, losing weight, feeling better uh, physically, um, started feeling better emotionally as a result of that. Um, what I did was I decided to go to college. I got a four-year bachelor's degree in theology. I wrote an ethics study course and, you know, I taught ethics in prison for five years. How ironic, right? And I wrote two books. I wrote a book called Exit Plan, Your Complete Guide to Multifamily Investing and Why You Need an Exit Plan Before You Buy. And then I wrote a book on property management, which will get published uh, this year. And that exit plan book, I'd love to give away to your listeners at the end of the show. So, um, but I taught real estate. I taught uh, property management. I taught ethics in prison. I taught Bible study for five years. I was on an outreach program. I went into the community and told my story. 40 times to try and carry a message of hope and inspiration. So people understand how easy it is to get in trouble and the mistakes somebody can make along the way. But you know what? Go ahead, stub your toe. That's how we all learn. You know, my mess is my message today, right? So get back up though. Don't stay down. I just, I co-authored a paper with a public, uh, I published a paper in the business journal of ethics that I co-authored with a professor from the University of Minnesota. And um, today it gets taught at the college level. Wow. And now I'm at home building a uh, coaching and training company, hopefully giving back to other multifamily investors, property management people, teaching people how to uh, scale their business, how to do good underwriting, how to be balanced, but how to, more importantly, be really respectful and intentional about what's really important in your own life in their yeah, life personally. 
It's amazing, Mike. That's probably one of the most amazing stories we've had on the show by far. And uh, I want to say thank you for sharing that with us. I know there's a lot there, but uh, and we love to hear, you know, coming back and, you know, coming from redemption. You know, I think it's I think it's amazing. Uh, I do want to touch on a couple of things there. Um, you know, you've been through a lot and you've seen success, you've seen loss and you're coming back now and, you know, you're rolling through uh, becoming successful again. Um, what is, you know, you've learned a lot of lessons right here. Is there one lesson that stood out the most to you out of this whole process that really just stands out? One lesson about life, investing, anything like that? Slow down, think things through. You know, um, listen, the book I wrote is Exit Plan. I learned a long time ago, I read Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And chapter two in that book is begin with the end in mind. Hey, know what you want. It's okay to have goals. But how do we? How are we going to get there? And what are we going to achieve when we get there? Right. So um, think things through. Don't just, you know, I scaled my business way too fast. And if I would have thought it through a little bit, if I would have paid more attention to what was going on around me, you know, people today talk about the KPIs and the metrics. Make sure that you're paying attention to them because they don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I, you know, anybody listening to this is definitely going to take value from that. I know I will for sure. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, and you mentioned your book, Exit Plan. Let's talk about that. You know, I think uh, it's very interesting uh, and, and really, you know, that's uh, a for me, that's a unique book. You don't see many books about that, at least in my, in my experience. Let's talk about that. Uh, talk to us about, you know, Exit Plan, what it is and, and why you decided to write that book. Yeah, boy, those are great questions. So to unpack that a little bit, and, and I make a quote in the book, and and uh, the guy who did the final edit on the book for me uh, fact-checked this, but he said, hey, you know, you make a quote, you say you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, I have. I, You know, I've been in coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching for 20 years at $1,000 a month. You figure it out, right? So um, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on coaching and training and books and tapes throughout the years. And everybody teaches us. And some of those trainers are really good. Don't get me wrong. Some of them are the best of the best. I've worked for a couple of them. And um, what, what I find, though, is everybody teaches us how to find a deal, how to get in a deal, how to operate a deal. But nobody teaches us how to get out. Nobody teaches us when to get out. And, and I think it's really important. You know, hey, look, you underwrite a deal, you do a 10-year spread. Somewhere in that deal is your highest profit potential. Do something at that point. Exit the deal. And exiting doesn't necessarily mean that you're selling and giving up control. You might bring a partner in. You could recapitalize. You could trade out. There's a lot of things that you can do that will help you maximize your profit at that point and down the road. Yeah, I think that's pretty important too, because you know you hear a lot of investing investors say, you know, you make your money when you buy, right? It's always on the front end. But you know, why is that? Why do you hear that? And why do you not hear, hey, you know, pay attention to the exit? What's your what's your opinion on why the exit plan isn't you know the focal point or one of you know the major focal points? Why do I think it is? Well, yeah, because um, like like I was saying before, you know, I wow. personally I've never seen a book about the exit plan, right? right? I mean, this is you see a lot of stuff about how you buy, right? You know, manage right and stuff like that, but you know, the exit plan, kind of what you're saying is, you know, it's really you don't see a lot of resources on this. Why do you think that is? Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, but it, I think it's a it's a missed opportunity for people. And and here, look, I just read a book. It was. Uh, and I probably in the last year, I read this book, a well-known author, a well-known speaker, a well-known trainer, 379 page book on real estate investing. 
I got to page 370, a little eight-line paragraph. The paragraph in bold print is titled, uh, this now brings us to exit plan. And I thought, man, <laughs> that's it. He went on to say, after all your hard work, now it's time to realize your profit. And I thought, God, why didn't you talk about this in the beginning? Because before you get to the closing table, you need to know where you're going to realize your profit, when you're going to realize your profit. And, and you have to have a basic understanding for that. So you should never walk away from closing going, what am I going to do now? Or how do I do a transition? Or what's my exit plan? Right. And I think that's, I think that's huge, right? You need to be able to see the end when you, you know, when you're getting into an investment, right? You don't want to just kind of guess and, you know, walk through it, uh, um, you know, without having a plan. So in your book, does, tell us a little bit more about your book and what that encompasses, you know, in terms of exit plan, obviously we don't want to give away the whole book right now, but uh, what exactly, how does your book help investors kind of understand exit strategies and put them into play? I, I bet I have 50 real life examples in that book. I don't know the exact number, uh, but there are little stories of investors I've coached and investors I've worked with over the years, things that they've done, strategies, systems, techniques. Um, I've, I, uh, I capitalize on one deal that I did, a 450-unit apartment deal. Uh, I really talk about that, the entrance into that, what the exit was going to be, how we planned everything along the way, all the little planning scenarios. I think there's things that investors need to look at, you know, uh, early onset traps of a deal. You know, are you looking at the, the household income, the population growth, the demographics, crime rates, you know, schools? Are you looking at those things before you ever even underwrite? So the, I think that there's a lot of uh, in, incentive in reading that book because it's going to give you a, a, a good, deep understanding. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I definitely want to make sure that our listeners will be able to get a copy of that. Mike, you know, we've cut a lot of ground in the show coming from your story all the way back to, you know, you know, success, loss and redemption. It's a, just a fantastic story. Really appreciate you sharing that with us today. And then, you know, we cover your book, Exit Plan, and why this is so important for investors to pay attention to just the idea of an exit plan, especially when you get into um, investing. So, but before we get out of here, we want to take some time and shine a spotlight on you, Mike. So tell listeners more about your book and anything else you have going on. Hey, thanks, Daniel. And uh, you know what? Go to my website, right? MyCoreIntentions.com. Mitigate around there. You're going to find a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to see uh, a lot of video content, a lot of uh, podcast content. Um, you're going to get a ton of written material, educational stuff. You can grab my book, Exit Plan there. MyCoreIntentions.com forward slash exit plan will give you a free copy, a free download. Hey, if you're like me and you want to read through a book, you know, dog ear the pages, highlight it right in the margins. You're going to have to buy one. You can do that there too, though. I have some events coming up this year. I do a series of boot camps. So I do a boot camp on understanding multifamily, uh, multifamily acquisition and property management. And I do a three-day summit in October where I have 20 speakers from around the country come to a platform and talk about multifamily, talk about asset management, talk about property management. And some people that support the players in that industry, right? Lenders, insurance people, title people. So who do we need, right? And I'm in the coaching and training space. So if somebody's looking for a coach, I'd be more than happy to throw my hat in the ring and, and work with them and help them. If you just want to have a conversation, I'm a huge networker and I love working with people. You know, and on the property side, Daniel, 
I'm underwriting deals and I'm looking at deals. I am, you know, we're getting ready to pull the trigger on a couple of small multifamily things. Uh, I was telling you before the show, I work in a couple of buckets, right? So I like the small two to 20 unit deals that I can go in, re-engineer, value add, flip out of in 22 to 30 months. And then the, the 20 to 80 unit, 80 or 20 to 100 unit deals that we can sit on till, for seven years or so. So those are the two places I like to spend my time right now. So if people have deals that they're they're getting ready to sell or off-market stuff or are looking to participate, those opportunities are out there for people. So Love it, Mike. We're going to make sure to put all the links to your coaching, your book, and all that stuff in our show notes. So if our listeners want to reach out and get a hold of you, they can do that very easily. So Mike, man, it's been great talking to you, great connecting with you. Uh, love having a conversation. We just want to say thank you. Really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate you being here and best of luck to all your listeners. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.